Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, uh, the workplace can be somewhat devoid of fun if you don't work with people that you like. And that seems to be the case for most of us, or at least most people have a colleague who they would regard as a work spouse. A study found that 73% of people have one, with a third saying they'd be more inclined to confide in them than their actual spouse. Peter Cosgrave is Managing Director of FutureWise. Afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon. Now, this particular survey, though, kind of framed things in the sense of people having work spouses rather than a work friend. Uh, do, do, do you think people actually do regard the, the person that they might get on best with at work as a kind of a spouse? Yeah, I'm not sure they use that uh, actual term, but the reality is, you know, the relationships are generally about, you know, someone who's a good listener, you know, helps you solve problems, someone who can be, uh, you know, can challenge you, can make you laugh. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, they're quite similar to some of the uh, feelings you get with, with your own spouse. So I think that's where it comes from in the first place. Mm. Uh, but but I suppose kind of there, there there's in, in work with this other person that would be a uh, quite a firm bond given that there's a kind of a collective struggle there you're both engaged in whatever that might be yeah yeah sometimes the bond can be against the firm itself neither of you like working there some of it sometimes it can be uh that if you think about it work can often be very stressful and uh you kind of kind of build relationships quite strongly with people when you've gone through that stress um or it can just be that you know they're the person who actually makes you feel good during the day because a lot of people maybe at work you're not that friendly with and somebody who can offer a bit of friendship a bit of a laugh a nice coffee uh, to relax are kind of really important things to people in the workplace yeah so i on the face of it it's a good healthy thing is it or are the potential yeah well yes it, it can. I mean, it can be healthy from the point of view that, you know, simple things like everybody's got complementary skills. Some people might be better at looking for a pay rise than someone else. So you can kind of bounce things off people. And as I said, you know, trust is nice at work, having trust with someone. I think the danger can be um, you might feel this person is very clearly a French friend, but often that may not work both ways. So I think there's an issue there. And even if the two of you are very good friends, very tight at work, and there's nothing but friendship there, uh, office gossip is a big thing. So uh, other people may say something else. So if your uh, actual spouse hears about this, um, what you might seem as is very, you know, very, very kind of trivial. It's just a bit of fun. They may actually find quite jealous. Mm. Also, as well, though, it's an odd thing that people would can have a relationship with somebody like this at work that can perhaps last years. But then one of them leaves or they both leave and then they never hear from each other again. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing about work in general that uh, you have really, really tight, strong friends at work. But actually, a lot of it's based on the fact that it's a relationship thing. You're literally coming in, sitting at the same desk every day, 40 hours a week for years and years and years. But actually, you'll find that outside of work events and work itself, you never really speak to this person. So the moment you actually move on to something else, it actually dissipates quite quickly. You'll still get on well if you meet each other, but you're not proactively going out to meet them. And I think that's one of the things about work. And it's based on the same thing that people had loads of friends maybe in school or college because actually they all were in the same place every day but the moment you move on to something else it does change quite quickly yeah <laughs> also it, was kind of, it strikes me it's kind of odd i suppose you're, you can go into work and you can spend in 40 hours or more uh, uh, with a person and you you spend more time with them than you do with your actual family 
Yeah, and the, the, the funny thing is, obviously, this may change a bit with working from home, which is actually one of the things people don't really talk about working from home, which is the isolation. You know, we've got a lot more isolation for working, you know, in an office or with no one else around. But also with all the digital devices now, we might find that actually at work, you have to actually work. So you can't just be on Facebook all day. But whether we like it or not, we can come home from work and we can spend a lot of time on Netflix or, or, or the app of choice. So often the time we're having the most communication with somebody can be someone at work and that is strange that's probably something we all probably have to think about but there's a reality to that that you have to actually work and work and speak to people and you can't just hide away as much but at home sometimes people feel that and that definitely happened over covid where people retreated a lot into work and retreated a lot into devices and we're probably only coming back out of that now yeah is it generally speaking is it good or bad for productivity if you have this best bud that you're spending all your time gossiping with Oh, I, I think it's good um, as long as it doesn't uh, go over any boundaries because uh, there's a lot of time in work. People have this thing, oh, you won't be more productive. People have loads and loads of ways of not being productive while they can stare at a computer screen and look like they're working. We've all done it. So that's not the issue. The fact is, if you've got someone out there who will give you kind of an uplift, make you laugh, you have a bit of a life, you're going to want to come into work. And actually, the biggest issue at the moment is so many people don't really enjoy what they do. So if there's somebody there who will actually be attractive, even if the work itself is and, and that's the fun. And that's what a lot of people say about things like customer service jobs. Nobody often wants to do that sort of job and people don't last a long time. But the thing that they enjoy most about it is the people they're sitting beside. Yeah, because I suppose in, in those kind of customer service jobs, the, the, the opportunity to speak to other to, to colleagues is limited to the extent that you've, you know, you've got a headset on all day long and you're listening yeah. to people abusing you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And actually, it's funny you say that because often some of the relationships are based on you're having a conversation with a very difficult person. You're probably arching your eyebrow at the person beside you who knows exactly what's happening because they've mm -hmm. had them before. And often it's those little in-jokes that you can get by hardly speaking, which again, is just shows the depth of a relationship that you can get to know somebody so well over time that you often don't have to say anything. It's just the fact that you've been working in such close proximity. But those things still matter. And there's a big difference between having that look or just a quick comment to somebody across the desk that you're never going to do when you're at home because you're not going to ring someone afterwards and say, guess who I just spoke to, some randomer you don't know. It's not a very interesting conversation. Yeah. So are our offices designed or should they be designed in a way to facilitate those kind of side conversations? Like what yeah, they, we, like in New Talk, yeah. we have a big, large open plan office, but most of the conversations take place either in the tiny kitchen area we have or for some reason at the, photo, uh, at the photocopy stroke printer machine. Uh, like you can yeah. barely hear the printer there's so much yakking going on around it most of the time yeah yeah and people often say it's on the stairs as well because actually you know you're sitting at when you're at your desk often you are kind of in the zone and a lot of people do want to work it's often when you get out of your chair that everybody realizes you're not actually now doing something so it's much easier to, and that generally happens around you know the water cooler the printer and so forth but yeah absolutely I think the biggest challenge we have at the moment is companies are trying to make us more productive but the reality is you can only work so hard during a day you know if you know you're only working a half day you work really really hard but you don't speak to anyone you just get your job done you can't actually work that hard and that diligently all day part of the day is actually building relationships and chatting to people and we all know i always joke that 
if you want to get on in any workplace, know the person in IT and know the person in expenses. Because even if expenses close, <laughs> if they know you, they'll source you out. And the person in IT will always fix your computer. Even if there's a help desk and you have to pick a number, they'll do you a favor because you know them. So those relationships kind of make the world go around. And we need to understand you can't build a relationship in the short term. It takes time. And that's kind of every day or every week doing it. Yeah. So the, 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 that element of isolation then, it kind of a year ago it was all everyone was going to be working at home. Uh, it kind of looks like that isn't going to necessarily be the case or indeed a lot of people who might have wanted to work at home have realised it was kind of lonely to do that. Yeah, no, you're right. But the, the challenge is a great book written by Noreena Hertz, The Lonely Century, where she talks about the fact that one of the other challenges is now people are literally leaving home they're putting in headphones they're not even having micro conversations with a bus conductor or someone in a coffee shop then they're getting into work many people are getting into work now putting on big bigger headphones and then working all day so even when they're in work all of those conversations aren't going very well so we used to spend a lot more time you know, you look at a 10-year-old, if you're old enough uh, to be a school kid and going into a school on the bus, nowadays you're old enough to have a phone. So people aren't even having those times where they're chatting to their friends or looking up and having those kind of nice kind of uh, eureka moments and so forth. So I think the challenge we have now is even if we're getting back into the workforce, a lot of the digital tools we have now are doing everything they can to get them us looking down at the phone and not looking up at the other person. Peter Cosgrove is Managing Director of FutureWise. Peter, thank you very much. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.